Hello, this is Morgan McCunis, and welcome back for another episode of Midnight Thoughts. Today, we are going to be diving into a little bit of my spiritual journey. And I decided to pick this as a topic because this was one of the biggest things that brought me to where I am right now, as well as the fact that some of the things that were part of my spiritual journey are also in my daily habits that I incorporate into my life. Before I get started to talk about that, you know, I was trying to think of how I was going to start off this episode. And like right before I clicked the the record button, I thought about um, my third day in California. I was working at Equinox. Obviously, I worked there for like two weeks. Um, And this random guy came up to me in the gym. um, And he, he handed me this copper star. And he looked at me and he goes, like, he just handed it to me. And he looked at me and he goes, do you feel it? I looked at him and I was like, feel what? (laughs) And he looked at me and he goes, the energy. And I just looked at him completely baffled because to be honest, stuff like this happens all the time to me. But I just looked at him and was like, I don't feel it, but I'm glad that you do. (laughs) And I handed him back this copper star. And I thought that this guy was insane, to be completely honest. Like, I had no fucking clue what was wrong with this guy. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, I am that person. (laughs) And you know what? I'm completely okay with it. I find that I tend to keep the spiritual journey or some of my daily practices, I tend to keep them more to myself. But lately, a lot of people have been asking me more about it. And I'm, I'm recognizing that it it's piquing people's interests. You know, my spiritual journey taught me a lot and it it was something that I definitely needed in my life. And I think that a lot more people incorporate this stuff than they're willing to admit because there's a lot of judgment that's placed on it. But the truth of all of it is, is that growth is contagious. You know, I actually, this, my journey started when I started watching my roommate Jessie start hers and watching her just develop into this this beautiful human being and transforming was one of the reasons I decided to 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 begin my own spiritual journey and for both of us actually it, it began during COVID you know I've always I've always been a relatively very positive person I have a bit of a, a bubble that I like to stay in and it's filled with very happy thoughts and I tend to not go or gravitate towards negative people. I don't like to be around it. Um, I don't like to be around cynical people. I don't like to be around people that have pity parties. You know, I'm very much like, I try to keep my circle filled with people that are going to be going in the right direction and that care to take care of themselves. However, when COVID occurred, there was just a lot of sadness in the world. You know, everyone, which of course everyone deserved to be able to talk about all their issues, but especially being a personal trainer and every hour having a new person come in talking about like what was going on with their business, how it was affecting their family, the fact that their kids couldn't go to school. My entire day was consumed with negativity and it started to 
become such a daily thing and a daily practice that people were just getting so forced into the habit of complaining and being sad and stressed out, like myself included, that I remember there came a point where I I said to my boyfriend that this sounds weird, but I really think that there's like negative energy trapped inside my body. I had never felt like this before. I started having anxiety for the first time. You know, I was I was waking up sad and my roommate um, had told me that she had gone to a breathwork session. So after hearing her experience with it, I went I went straight to do to the lady that she had um, worked with. And when I got there after one session, I was absolutely hooked. The breath work went in a way, it was one big breath through the abdomen, followed by another inhale through the chest, and then a big exhale. I did it for probably like, I want to say over 30 minutes. That's at least what it felt like. My whole body started to tingle. My hands kind of turned into like these lobster claws and I couldn't, I couldn't separate them. I felt like my eyes filling with water and all this emotion surfacing. And I could physically feel this energy coming from my legs, surfacing up, going through my stomach, going through my chest. It got caught in my throat, actually. She gave me a pillow and I I yelled into the pillow. Actually, no, I didn't yell. To be honest, I thought I was going to yell and it came out like this really ugly growl. Um, Then as I continued doing the breathing, um, I opened my eyes and all this water started coming out. And I remember at the end of it being like, holy crap, I feel, I feel so much better. She told me that day that negative energy can be trapped inside someone's body. And what you need to learn how to do is you need to learn how to release it. So breath work became something that I incorporated into one of my daily habits. One of the greatest things about meditation is that If you meditate with someone that you're very connected to, your experience is so much stronger. Now, my roommate, Jesse, and I, we are, we we very much believe that we were always meant to meet each other. We have a very strong connection. Um, The second we met each other, we instantly knew that we wanted to be each other's friend. And we started doing breath work together every single night. After some time of doing that, Jesse told me that she was feeling called to do Cambo which is a frog poison. I felt the urge to do it as well. When I asked Jessie about the experience itself, she just looked at me and said, it's not fun. Bowling is not fun. Scraping your knee is not fun. (laughs) The experience with Cambo is not something I would describe as it's just (laughs) not fun. Before I get into the experience of Cambo, though, I want to really explain to you guys what the medicine is itself and what it does. So the Cambo medicine is made up into these little tiny dots. And what they do is they burn holes in your skin, which opens up a portal for the medicine to go through. And it goes through every single part of your body, through your nervous and lymphatic system. Now, in one session, you can release trauma nurture your skin, detox your organs, balance your hormones, decrease addiction, and so much more. But you release all of that through purging. Yes, you're throwing up and or crapping yourself. 
there's also a really big heat wave that can happen during the middle of your ceremony that you'll feel from your body. And that's actually your body fighting off any viruses that you could be undergoing at that time. So what the Cambo does is it brings pain and suffering to the surface that you can feel and you feel it for the very last time and it elevates you to an even higher frequency and anything that's in a lower frequency than you are, you will purge out. I had asked Jesse and I had asked my best friend Liv if she would do it, if they, if they would wanna do it together. So we found a shaman who's actually in San Diego and he came to our house, which was amazing because we were so much more comfortable. And Jesse and I have a back meditation room that we use. And he, he came over and we all sat in the room in these different little corners. And we each immediately had to chug um, a giant bottle of water, immediately hydrate ourselves. From there, we snorted what is called a eucalyptus hoppe which is a tobacco. And what it does is it instantly grounds you, makes you feel very calm, and it makes you feel more comfortable for the ceremony to begin. He comes over with what looks like a joint and he burns holes into your skin. Now, he did everything to Jesse first. So I'm looking at Jesse and she, you know he's burning her in the shoulder or on the arm. He burned her on the arm and she's taking it very well. She's just kind of like, yeah, that kind of hurt. This guy comes over and starts to burn my shoulder. I literally, I have the worst reactions to just about anything. He burns my shoulder and I'm like, ah, oh my God. Like I, I was so dramatic. I couldn't even handle it. Um, he goes over to Liv. He starts burning her, you know, she takes it like a champ. It's fine. Um, and then from there, he starts putting the poison in the holes of your skin. Now we all had water, we all had a bucket in front of us, we all had a pillow behind us, and we were all laying on like a blanket. And he puts the medicine in the holes of your skin and gives you time to start reacting to the medicine. Because if there's an overload with the medicine, then you really never know what's gonna happen. So he, he begins and starts putting them on Jessie first. He gives her a few because she's done Campbell before. And then he puts one on me and he puts one on Liv. I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm just kind of giggling. Like, this experience is kind of fun. It's kind of funny. Like, I'm a little immature and, like, me and Liv are just giggling. And I look over at Jessie and she is up against the wall completely green. And her eyes are closed and her hands are in front of her face just kind of, like, shaking. And I'm looking at her like, it looks like she's, it looks like we lost Jessie. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be that bad. <laughs> it's gonna be this bad, okay. So then he puts another dot on me and he puts another dot on Liv. And now all of a sudden I'm getting hot, like I'm sweating. So obviously the, the heat wave that I was experiencing was my body fighting the medicine. I'm sitting down, I think at this point I had thrown up a bit. Um, I'm sitting down up against the wall and I'm looking at the shaman and I'm like, He's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, it, like it's, it's kind of getting dark in here. And he's like, what do you mean by dark? I'm like, it's just kind of dark. The only reason I could still see him was because he was standing in front of a window that we have in the room. And he comes over to put the third point on me. And suddenly I open my eyes and I'm laying on my side. 
I had fainted in the middle of the ceremony. And when I fainted, I got up, I went over the bowl, and I immediately started purging and purging and purging. I threw up so much. It looked like an exorcism. It it looked like someone put a hose next to my face and that everything was just coming out. And while I was throwing up, I felt the most masculine energy over me. And it it was the memory of something that had happened to me in my childhood. And this energy was just in the room and I I could feel it just completely take over me. And I felt all these emotions from this exact experience. And it was also an experience that I felt like I was dealing with at that time too. And I just started crying. I realized that that was, again, that was what the medicine was doing. It was bringing up all this emotion and pain and trauma for me for the very last time and making me feel it as I was letting it all go. And at this time, the shaman was looking at me and he said, Morgan, you have been around some very dark energy. He's like, you can't be letting people in your life make you feel like this. You need to remove yourself from people. You cannot fix them. You cannot save them. You have to let them go. The thing with Cambo itself is that it's not the medicine that we're afraid of. It's facing our blocked emotions and traumas and insecurities. Every single time he placed a new dot of poison, you knew that the the sickness that you were about to have was going to get worse. This illness is unlike anything I've ever been able to describe. But the experience I got out of it, I would tell anybody that it's worth it. And afterwards, I looked at Liv and I was like, did you pass out? And she was like, no. She goes, but I looked at you and I was like, oh, clean up an aisle four. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically what the shaman ended up telling me was that I had passed out because of the amount of pain, suffering, and trauma that was surfacing. My body went into a protective state and said, nope, she doesn't need to see this. We don't want her to deal with this kind of pain. We're going to make her pass out. And I fainted. Now, at the end of this, um, we all took now an ayahuasca hape, which is, again, another grounding tobacco, but this one energizes you. So we all took that and snorted it. And then afterwards, he offered us sananga. Now, sananga are eye drops, which I've actually talked about in one of the other episodes. Sananga opens up your third eye. And what it also does, it gives deep healing as well for any emotions that you have um, that need healing. Again, he used Jesse as the example. He put the eye drops in Jesse and she's she's breathing really hard into it, like meditating through the pain. But you know, she's not reacting too shabby. So I decide, like, I was kind of iffy on it, but I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I paid for the ceremony, so I'm gonna give my all into it and I'm gonna do the eye drops too. I screamed like someone was stabbing me in the stomach. I screamed so loud, but I felt the benefits. When my eyes were closed and he had put the medicine in my eyes, it felt like there were literally razor blades in my eyeballs. But if you can push through that pain for just a couple minutes and your third eye just opens and suddenly you're in euphoria. And later that week, it turned into one of my daily habits. Now, no, I did not enjoy putting acid in my eyeballs every single day, 
but I knew that healing was something that I needed. And sometimes the things that we're most uncomfortable with are the most important things to do. So I started incorporating the hape as well as the sananga into my breathwork sessions every single night. Now, bufo is the medicine of the toad. So cambo is the medicine of the frog. Bufo is the medicine of the toad. Now, I had never done bufo before, but I felt called to it. I had no idea why, but I felt extremely called to the medicine. For anybody that's a big fan of Trevor Hall, actually, he wrote a song called Without Expectation, and it's about bufo. So if after this episode, you guys want to click on and listen to the song, it'll actually give you a pretty, a pretty nice description as to what the experience is like during bufo. But I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about mine. So Jesse and I drove to a mountain where we met the shaman and a couple other people. The bufo medicine is the scales of a toad and it's, it's crystallized. And what you do is you smoke it. Now, I, I took the medicine and it instantly felt like I was being shot back 60 miles an hour. And I fell back onto my back because I, was, I could not sit up. And I'm looking up at the sky and it slowly turned into, it looked like a waterbed. But it also looked like a glass beehive, a glass beehive waterbed. I started kind of coming back and I realized that I had been out of my body for about 10 minutes, I believe. And I don't, I still to this day, I don't remember anything that I saw when I was out of my body. But I remember how I felt. The shaman said to me, like, like, start talking, talk about how you feel. And I, I looked at him and I said, I can't believe I've ever let someone treat me less than I deserve. And then I started laughing and I was like, holy shit, I feel like myself again. Through everything that has happened in the year of 2020, I think that with all the negativity, I forgot what it felt like to be myself. And when I was laying there under the sky, obviously with the medicine inside of me still, I, I don't really remember this, but I, I stuck my middle fingers in the air and I guess I said, I'm back, fuckers. And I just started laughing hysterically. And I just remember this immense feeling, this, this energy cloaked over me of unconditional self-love. And the thing with self-love is that it's something that's always there. It's just something that we've forgotten. And that's what Bufo shows you. It shows you what you need to see and what you have forgotten about yourself. So in that moment, the medicine showed me who I was and it reminded me how much I love myself and what I mean to myself and not to allow the presence of other people to take that away from me. But another thing the medicine did is it, it gave me... It gave me a fresh start. It gave me a reset. After this journey itself, I actually felt as though I started detaching from people. I started detaching from people and things that no longer served me. I learned to start saying no. I've always been a bad person at saying no. I now always say no to things when I don't want to do it. And I've started to really enjoy more time by myself. I wanted to share this experience though with everyone because 
I find as though that it is one of those things that people don't like to share a lot about, but I think that connecting with ourselves and it keeps us in a higher frequency and it keeps our vibrations high. And I think that right now, it's one of the most important things for us to do to ourselves. Like we talked about before, a dedication to yourself. What makes you feel good? What keeps you in the right space? For me, I lost myself for a little bit and then I found myself again. And it also gave me a glimpse into everything that I'm capable of and so much more. The shaman that um, delivered the cambo and the bufo medicine to me is actually in San Diego. So if you're a local in California and you are really interested in learning more about the cambo or the bufo medicine, maybe it's something that you want to do, then reach out to me and I will direct you to him. And thanks again, guys, for coming in for another episode of Midnight Thoughts. I will see you guys all again next week.